skills wallets where it's yeah. like young people today, like you know, you're gonna you're gonna be having a stack of skills burning a hole through your your pants pocket yeah, when the Lib Dems get in power. Your skills yeah. wallet. I'm yeah. I support Joe Swinson because she's helping me grow all my ability trees. <laughs> No, apparently what the skills wallet is, is 10 grand that you get to supplement your education that is given out in different trances based on different ages. So you get like 3,000 pounds when you turn 18 or something. Then you get 2,000 pounds when you turn 30 or I think. But you can only spend it on like education. You can only spend it on education. And that's your skills wallet. And you're going to just use it to just rack up skills. What if you like spend it on like just becoming a better gooner? That's what I would spend it on. Spend it on Gooner merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I want to know supporting is supporting bloody Arsenal. Yeah, I would. I'm an Arsenal fan for life. So if I got a 10k skills wallet, I would probably go to Gooner school. <laughs> <laughs> Gooner yeah, Gooner. yeah, I know. Being a Gooner doesn't pay what it used to, but it's a family trade. I'm getting my Gooner license. My dad has one. My grandfather. My grandfather. My grandfather sold. One of his younger brothers to get his Gooner license. Oh, well, bloody Gooner for life, mate. <laughs> Look be, at the mat. Look yeah. at the bloody license in me bloody car. Yeah. I I get tears in my eyes when I see Yancey Hornblower <laughs> hit the pitch on an absolute masterclass. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'm going to Gooner school. <laughs> I've spent all my skills for old Gooner merchandise. <laughs> Where's Gooner knowledge? Joe. I can name the starting team in every squadron going back to 1904. <laughs> Why doesn't Joe Switzer make a Gooner wallet? <laughs> this is a nice way to start because yeah. Virgil told me that we should once again put a last minute plug in for the shows we're doing. Me, Amber, Virgil in London and Liverpool next week. Bush Hall, London, 9th and 10th. Somewhere in Liverpool, a place I don't remember, uh, on the 11th. I will put all the links to this in the show notes. Yo, everyone who buys a ticket to the show will get a discount on attending Gooner Academy. Yeah, yeah and You'll be the best Gooner you can be, mate. Also, I mean, I know you guys wanted this to be a surprise, but your all-time favorite Gooners are going to be special guests. Yep. You've got Car- uh, Car- Carlton Yarborough, uh, uh, Yincy Dunt. <laughs> Flagris Ham, the all-time everyone's favorite Gooner coach, Wrangler. <laughs> Everyone loves Wrangler. Uh, Wrangler out, Gooner go, Gooner Academy. <laughs> let's go. They're gonna be there. They're gonna be doing all your favorite things. Those things you love from the soccer pitch, where one guy runs like slightly faster than the other, and no one scores a goal, but it gets like seventy-eight million retweets for some reason, and people are like masterclass tears in my eyes. Um. That's going to happen. They will be setting up their own footy pitch. Yes. And you'll be right footy <laughs> every, every Every show will have a f- master class footy demonstration. That's right. Um, For all wait, you is, gooners. Is the coach of the gooners a rank, rank, named Wrangler or is he just a gooner wrangler? I'm unclear on this. I'm like, of course, like an apprentice gooner. Uh, once I like. No, Arson Wagner, I believe, is the gooners. Uh, Coach, and they've been trying to get him out for years. They hate him, the fans. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, let's get him I, out. Well, I like him. Okay. I think he's oh, nice. Oh, you, oh, you like you like Wrangler? Yeah. Wagner. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, Gooner. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. You guys like yeah, that? Pretty good. Okay, Gooder. Oh, pretty good. Okay, Gooder. Say it to your parents so they can just stare at you and comprehend. <laughs> no, if you want, yo. Say it to everybody you've been saying it to. It ruined it. Made it mean nothing. The, the, the next time somebody tells you that, you know, that they don't have change for 20 at the fucking uh, cash register and you call them a boomer, stop it. Stop using it on everything. Yeah, no, I'm actually, it doesn't make sense. I'm actually not going to the UK specifically because I support Man City. And Uh-oh. the fact that this is a Gooner tour is just is is it's a blood, bloody shambles to me. I can't. I've got tears in my eyes, but they're <laughs> but they're of anger. I'm not because I saw a bloody masterclass on the pitch <laughs> by our boys, the Arsenal's. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite Man City player? Um, it, it's just like um, it's just a dog. <laughs> Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just a dog that they run out on the field. Yeah. I don't know. There's no rule that says we can't kill the dog after the game. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's get going. Boo! Enough of this. Enough of this uh overseas bullshit. Yeah, no, fuck this yeah. shit. Yo, fuck that country. USA, <laughs> USA, USA. That'll hold the bastards. <laughs> you know what's a big you know what's conflict right now? You know it's a big scandal this year. Jeremy Corbyn admitted that he doesn't watch the Queen's speech on Christmas. Is that a thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. And apparently the idea of a person who wants to be prime minister not sitting down every Christmas morning with their shepherd's pie and eel intestine uh, quiche and watch the fucking queen give her speech. What does she say? Does she give people presents? She announces who's been bad and good all year. <laughs> uh, and she also gives gooning uh, uh, highlights. Of the, uh, the she most, gives a gooner are, token yeah, to, well, to, to several good boys and girls. We're going to list the top gooner moments of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she counts down the top 10 goon fails of yeah. the year. <laughs> Number 10. When, when Wiggum striker Nigel Throttlebottom <laughs> found himself quite exposed against the gooners. That's a hot spur arena. <laughs> Do you notice, like, uh, during during the during the Blitzkrieg, the V two rocket attacks on London, they avoided hitting Gunner Stadium because even the Germans respected well, because, the Gunners. Yeah, it's because Gunner fans were using shortwave radios to collaborate with the Third Reich. <laughs> that's no that's why. Yeah, that's what Man City says. That's actually not true at all. No Gunners died on nine eleven. Well, I mean, it was also a Gooner holiday, so <laughs> coincidentally. Uh, no, no, no more of that shit country. Um, uh, uh, let's talk about our our shit country. Yeah, the number no, one is... piece of shit country on earth. Can <laughs> yeah. I? Uh, yeah. Um, th- th- this is this is this is good shit because honestly, we recorded our last episode just in time for Kamala to listen to it and drop out of the race. She was uh, waiting for endorsement, didn't get it, had to just give up. Um, the K-Hive basically got collectively blackpilled. Yeah, they've decided awesome. that they will let the world burn. They they've all turned into the Joker. I love seeing like yeah, like fifty three year old white women from Sherman Oaks, California, just like posting Giles Corey lyrics. Yeah, there is no self to kill. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if the only if the only future is blood and fire, then so be it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just because just because Kamala is uh, gone, it doesn't mean that the presidential race has stopped, or um, things that we seemingly willed into existence uh, will continue to keep happening. Case in point, 
let's kick things off right now talking a little a little crazy joe's folly uh, this is um this is crazy joe's folly uh direct from the mind of uh felix biederman just so imagine dixieland jazz playing uh just, let's just play there. let's just play this clip uh from a what's a tense exchange in uh, new hampton iowa it's not really tense joe absolutely owns this guy I got a question I want you to answer. We all know Trump. Uh, oh, this old fuck talks forever. Oh, my God. Yeah, because he's a gifted kid. That's why he's a Warren supporter. Warren is ID politics for gifted kids. But you, on the other hand... <laughs> this guy's older than Biden. Yeah, he's really. somehow older and less, more checked out than Biden. Yeah. And shouldn't you be supporting Jim Webb, man? Why are you a one supporter? You're a damn liar, man. That's yes. not true. And no one has ever said that. No one has heard that. No. You see it on the TV. No, I know you do. And by the way, that's why I'm not sedentary. I don't. I get up and 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 no, let, 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 let him go. Let him go. Look, the reason I'm running is because I've been around a long time and I know more than most people know. And I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on? Let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do. Let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's take the right pizza. No one has said my son has done anything wrong, and I did not on any occasion. And no one has ever said it. Not I didn't one. say you were doing anything wrong. I you said, said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Isn't that what you said? I Get your word straight, Jack. <laughs> this is I, fucking you, alpha. You're on the on MSNBC. Oh, you don't hear that in MSNBC. You did not hear that at all. What you heard? Look, okay, I'm not going to get in an argument with you, man. Well, yeah, you do, but uh, but look, fat. Look, here's the deal. Any other questions? Cut his mic off. Cut his mic off. Okay, so as you'll see in that clip, um, just just some pathetic worm tries to call out Joe on being and Hunter, Joe and Hunter boy. Just a soy cuck. Yeah, beta, is, beta boy outclassed by alpha male is what that clip yeah, should be called. Yeah. Because, I mean, like this this clip, it, it's it's hilarious when Joe Biden challenges him to do, once again, challenges <laughs> another elderly man to do push-ups with him. <laughs> and then challenge. also says, literally, uh, he says, look, Jack. And then later he screws up and says, look, fat. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he I mean, also the guy. Yeah, here and over the. Over the overwhelming din of the audience approving, he also challenged to do an IQ test. Joe Biden would smash this guy in an IQ test because, okay, what you're seeing there, these Warren supporters are keyboard warriors. They can't stand up to anyone unless they're going, all right, y'all, thread. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this, like, by my, by just, I don't really see his face, but going by his voice, I'm going to assume he's 137 <laughs> years old. Uh, He's on Twitter, like his Abby is like Rihanna or some shit, and he's like you know, every day, like thread. He's very confident on there, but in the real world, where alphas like Joe Biden <laughs> triumph and keep pools safe, uh, he just falls apart. 
I mean, I think this this clip does uh, kind of express why Biden is, you know, by polls, the most popular candidate. I mean, this is what people... He's got alpha strength. I think, you know, look for is that it's not so much that he makes sense or his record is, you know, good at all. It's just they, they want they want another like another old guy to stand up to the battle. Exactly, guy. because they have decided that if Trump won, it's because that's what people want. So we need a Democrat version of Trump who could be just as loud and old and, and uh, erratic uh, and, and, and volatile as him. And also, and, you know, just call someone, oh, like, shut up, fatty. Yeah. Shut up, fatty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We can let you talk. Yeah. Shut up, dum-dum. They, just, they, want, <laughs> they want somebody who could, like, just steamroll this dude with just alpha, insane old man energy. And nobody else has that except, of course, for Bernie, which is why Bernie um, is the second choice of many Biden supporters and why a lot of them will fall to him when Bernie starts winning the early primary. I mean, I feel Felix, you've 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 assumed that this 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 this, you know, cardigan wearing, um, you know, sop is a, a Warren supporter, which is, you know, not too far of a stretch. But again, if he was if he wasn't if he wasn't a beta he would have taken Joe Biden up immediately on the push-up competition Absolutely. and made him do it exactly in front of everyone and in those cameras. Fuck it, let's bust out an IQ test. Or, let's go on Cora and like do contests. Yeah. So, so I mean, like I, I, I think though with with Biden though, like I think Biden probably could bust out some good push-ups. You know, he does. He still 100%. looks. He still looks pretty spry. Yeah, you know? Jack he, he, Palance at the Oscar style. I mean, yeah, like when his eye isn't shooting yeah, blood, his like, eye isn't blood red. <laughs> yeah, he looks pretty good. That's just cosmetic. Here, here though, if you're looking to to catch. Crazy Joe's Folly out. Get him to uh, draw a clock yeah. on a piece of paper <laughs> yeah. and fill in. Like, just get him to draw six thirty on a clock. Yeah, yeah, and see what happens. Yeah, just recite the months of the year backwards. <laughs> try give that one a try, Joe. I love it. Like when people ask him, like, okay, what is your experience? Like, what are you going to put into practice with your experience? And he's just like, you know, you got a hundred people and they're giving you ninety nine directions, and you got. 80 people going left, 120 going right, and you got to, I got I'm going up. I'm going up, and for my experiment of what I've done, I'm the only guy who's going to go on there in, what, in reference to what we have in the Oval Office right now, and in expedience to going forward, man. Right and on, it's brother. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, what you, whatever you just said, sir. So that was, um... Yeah, that, that's 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 a clip of Biden that you know I'm I'm gonna I think we can take credit for Felix specifically. Yeah, another we thing we conjured into existence. Just chalk that up. Update the Lathe of Heaven spreadsheet yep. um, for what we've uh, done so far. Let's uh, let's keep it happening uh, though. Can I, can I just yeah, yeah. add some, something at the end of this Biden segment? I have to say, at the beginning of this season, I was a little wary of Biden's prominence because it's for the show. Because I was like, you know, he's been around for a while. It's he's kind of boring. Funny. He's he doesn't have that many eccentricities yeah. to him. He's like straight over home plate. What are we going to really do with him yeah. on the show? I have just been delighted with the rich font oh, man. Of, of material that From Biden has. Pop, yes, come on, man. Le- the yeah. silken hairy legs. Come on, man. Yes. Yeah, come on, come on, come on, man. You can't, you can't take Jack Frost and take him to Home Depot. <laughs> what, dude? <laughs> Threatening to beat up Donald Trump? Like, yeah. it, if you had it's multiple it, times, yeah. If you had in like January first, twenty nineteen, said, "Give me a Joe Biden impression," I'd be like, "I don't know. He's got nothing. He's got nothing yeah. there." At this point, it is so and good. Let's not and forget so the full. extra bonus. Hunter. Yes. yes. Hunter we had is- no idea what was coming in the form of Hunter. Just a perfect gift wrap comedy premise and like the ultimate political fail son we haven't checked in on hunter but like i would say he's 
easily the coolest character in American politics. 100%. Like he's, the, he's the only cool guy in politics. The story we didn't even talk about. The, uh, about him getting him. Uh, fucked up the ass of the dildo at a yes, club. Yes, and smoking crack. And smoking crack. But guess what the stripper said? The he was a gentleman. Said, he was a gentleman. Yeah, a great tipper. Well. He was a gentleman, a great tipper, He's and I a believe. Good dude, and I cool. believe in the words of uh, one of the one of the women who worked at I think the Hustler Club. Uh, yeah. He's the ideal customer. The ideal like, yeah. customer. Yeah. So I mean, baller, dude, baller, polite. Can you handsome. imagine? Can you imagine what it's like for a dancer a night that Don Junior shows up at a strip club? Hell. Hell, and Nightmare. you know, no tip, bare, right. bare minimum. No, he's going up to you, and just, he's just tormenting you the entire time. He's just going up to you with his like fucking like overly minty breath, and just breathing in your ear and being like, "Did you assume my gender?" Yeah, <laughs> like he's like he paid for a lap dance just so that he could put you in his lap and make you watch Steven Crowder videos on his phone. <laughs> Whereas fucking Hunter. It's just, he's so excited, rocks. He's so excited yeah. about your, uh, your career as an ophthalmologist. He thinks you're yeah. going to do a great job. You, yeah. can't, you need some money for tuition? He's like, do you, need to go to, do you need to go to beautician school in Kiev for some reason? I actually know someone there. Yeah. And you're well, like, no, no, but thank you. <laughs> uh, like, think about like when we saw, like whenever we've seen Eric be like, it's just, you know, I love the challenge of running a business. Yeah. And yeah. his challenge is just like a bunch of, a bunch of like caretakers. Or like, yes. Eric, do you like this magazine? <laughs> <laughs> he like claps his hands like a seal. They're like basically running him through the test they do for like chimps for the yeah. sign language. Yeah, Eric, you're you are as smart as Coco. Good work, dude. Uh, but Hunter, like Hunter, wakes up and it's like, well, no, no I mean, I, let me correct you there. He hasn't gone to sleep. And, yeah, right, he hasn't yeah. gone to sleep at least several years. The sun years, comes but, out. Yeah. The sun comes out, and it's like. He's like, oh, yeah, I have like a paternity suit in Alaska. <laughs> and then he's like, I guess I guess I can call this Chinese arms dealer on the way to the airport. <laughs> there are three boots on my car. Another I could just like the- I could just like ride the lawnmower on the interstate. <laughs> and then I also have to drop off. I have to drop off this Ukrainian DNA salesman at the secret airport <laughs> uh also uh another thing we didn't mention he, he was proved to be the father of the, that kid in yes, arkansas yes that's also true god damn hunter fucking, man just a font he's pro he's pro pegging i mean uh, come on and you know like, a real yeah. part of me like the part the sick part of me that really thought that trump being the winner would make made the most sense for where the country was like he was a reflection of us more than this hillary's absolute fake you know repressed milieu i honestly feel like we as a country have come to the point where we have subconsciously demanding and deserve a Biden-Trump debate. Yes. Just two absolutely checked out maniacs competing to be the president of the most powerful country in the world, and they're just doing dueling Grandpa Simpson monologues <laughs> to a nation of rapt attention where half the people watching think one of the jabbering old d- demented men sounds like a genius, and the other one thinking the other one does. Yeah, and no vice president debate, by the mm. way, because no one wants to see it. No one wants, oh, to, see, no like, one wants to see Pence. Like Pence versus Stacey Abrams oh, or whatever. God. Or, or Kamala. Yeah, crap. They want to see the Suns debate. Yes. 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 Replace yes. the VP debate with a Suns debate. <laughs> Eric and Don can go, like, they can be one team. They, they can tag up. Yeah, tag up. Yeah, two tag, on one. Two on one. He's still got an arm behind his yeah. back against he those two. He would destroy them. He would make them cry. Oh yeah, no, they would be weeping by the end of it. They because they couldn't last a minute in Hunter's world. Legitimately, like, do you think it's like oh, you you tr- you triggered you triggered? 
No, I'd like suck dick for crack, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you think you have what it takes to trigger no, like, me? Like, like, yeah, yeah, like, Eric, like, Eric and Don can trade off. They will each enter at full health, but right before Hunter gets on stage, he just like just fires up a rock, and you can just tell that his health bar just goes into a different color. <laughs> so you just have to deplete all of that before you can even do hit damage on him. Yeah. He's literally yeah. His just his every stat nine 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 nine. He's yeah. Like, think about, like, hunters up there, like, Eric and Don are like, uh, we go hunting, do guns trigger you? And he's like, no, I literally got one, like, put in my mouth, and then I, like, kept buying crack. What's up, pussy? <laughs> like, he's so, so true. It's true. It's literally true. Oh, God, true. this is so true. Like, yeah, like, Eric and Don, like, well, you can't even, like, ask a girl out anymore without filling out a legal form because of this, and he's just like, you know, I have, like, 12 illegitimate kids, yeah. dog. Like, yeah, I stay yeah, fucking. Yeah, dude, like, I have, I have I, not had that yeah. problem, dude. That, yeah. must, that might be on you, dude. Yeah. I, Maybe you can't fucking I'm, talk to a girl. I'm engaged to two of the makeup girls from this channel right now. I have six, diff- <laughs> I have six different women's names tattooed on my body. Yeah. I have converted to three religions in the past two months. I have, I have the Hebrew and Chinese characteristics for strength tattooed on my back. <laughs> Uh, we, that's oh, the, God sun's damn debate, it. the sun's debate would be it would be like the biggest like that would change the country because i feel like america like there's a part of america that thinks it's trump where it's just like subconsciously like yeah i'm a piece of shit but i say what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. right but there's also a part of america that's hunter where it's just like yeah we don't have any like real moral education anymore like no one told like a lot of people just don't know what it means to be a good person but they want to be. That is, you said yeah. that the other week, and I was thinking about how fucking true that is with Hunter. Yeah. It's like he is always he has to drive towards being a good person, but he's never seen an example of it because he's grown up in amongst just disgusting DC worms, yeah. the people with no uh, character or, or morals, like growing up a fucking mob kid or something. Yeah, and, but he wants to be good. He's he, like he's like Michael Corleone. He, they keep pulling yeah. him back in. Like, he, Eric and Don. Uh, Don Jr. got smacked in the face by his dad for not wearing a suit to a yeah. Yankee game. Yeah. Hunter got kicked out of the Navy for doing blow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, we like Trump is like a perfect avatar of like the American id. Yeah. So is Hunter though, but it yes. could be like the good like it could be like a Danny McBride. Yeah, universe. it's like so, the like, people it's like Trump nihilistic the Trump ethos is just nihilistically embracing excess uh out of out of a, a positive desire to see cruelty done. With Hunter, it's, it's, a, it's a coping mechanism to deal with the yawning emptiness he feels, the lack of a sense of purpose, and, and that, that it, because he doesn't know what that looks like, yes. so he fills it with drugs and sex. I mean, it's like, I, like, I mean, you could you, do worse. You, you meet, yeah. like, you... But it's like, it's not a need. Like, Trump does it. Like, Trump only harasses women and, and rapes and has sex with them because he thinks that's what you're supposed to do, and because it's a power show. Like, he has no actual desires for anything. It's just pure cruelty. Yeah, Hunter, like, you meet, like, a lot of Americans who, like, they're not, like, their lives aren't as dramatic as Hunter, but it's, like, the same idea. They're just bouncing from thing to thing. The, they're, like, one week they're, like, yeah, I'm a Buddhist now. Another week they, they just bounce from belief system to way Wanting of life. Wanting to join the military is a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just, searching. You meet people who, like, into their 30s Pat are just Tillman. going from, yeah, they're going from phase to phase to phase, but it's, like, you can tell there's like an actually very good intent in there, but they just don't know. Yeah. They don't know how to find any purpose. They don't know how to actually like really help anyone in a lasting way. But it's like, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking because I think there are like millions of people like that in the country. And it's in, 
I don't know, it's an unstated phenomenon in a directionless country. I honestly feel like you can read between the lines in a lot of the Hunter profiles, and this might just be me you know, getting too uh, literary with it, but uh, I honestly feel like his whole descent to the bottom, you know, uh, uh, his life of just nihilistic excess, it really got triggered by when he started to have to work yeah. in Washington. Yeah. Like, this is my job. Like, he, and he, like, he has quotes where he's like, yeah, you know, I'm here because of my dad, but, you know, I got to f- provide for my family. And or, He's very explicit about saying, I know that all of these jobs are just influence peddling. I know they don't do anything good for anyone. I know that I'm not doing good. Like a lot of these people in D.C., especially the kids, convince themselves that they're actually positively contributing to society. Ivanka thinks she's helping women. Yes, she does. She thinks she's saving women. Uh, fucking Wyatt Coke thought, thinks that he's bringing, you know, a, a new design style to, to the, the boardroom and the discotheque. <laughs> he thinks that that's valuable. Hunter is purely disillusioned by this is a fraud. But it's the only thing I know. I don't have talents anywhere else. I don't have the discipline to like pursue something else. So fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. And it is like, I know, like he doesn't have the worst plight in America. He's been very fortunate in life. But it is like. And like insulated it, from the real cost. Yeah, no. Of, like he, a lot of his. He's been insulated know, by consequences far more than like literally pretty much like any other American but who would go through. Everyone this. should be inf- insulated right, from those consequences. Right. And exactly. it is like, I do think you can extrapolate it to a larger phenomenon of American directionlessness yeah. and like a lack of a, of a, for lack of a better term, moral education mm-hmm. and sen- like example, people, people live their entire lives just not knowing how to glean any meaning from what they do, but like just trying their hardest. It's fucking heartbreaking. If you're listening, you know, at least like fucking three people like this. Let's move on from uh, Hunter to like uh, another phenomenon uh, embodied by another figure in uh, this presidential right, like the sort of uh, directionless, aimless, um, you know, person who does wrong but like wishes they could do right. To um, just basically, I don't know, how do you want to call it? Amer- American snakehood, of pure just, American a, evil, just someone pure, a, just just a, someone a who, black hole of ambition, just someone yeah. who wants to like slither up the flagpole as far as they fucking can go. And of course, I'm talking about Pete Buttigieg. Now that Ooh. now that Kamala has been um, knocked out of the race, um, you know, again, largely by us. We did it, fam. I mean, if you <laughs> if you if you take seriously the people who are most dedicated to her, then yes, we're absolutely, all, we 100 percent can you know um, pat ourselves on the back for that. Yep. And um, so we talked Joe, um, who you know, like we said, I I truly don't want him to be president. He's you know, I, no, I yeah, you know, but um, absolutely no, not. it would be but, the last step down the. <laughs> fucking staircase uh, but like you know despite myself uh like as we saw in that clip of him you yeah. know just saying look fat i'll i'll knock your socks <laughs> I'll knock off your block right off, off yeah Buster. exactly um uh, i i can't help myself finding have like some residual charm or you know at least there's a human flight he's funny there. to think and talk about there's a yeah, human, yeah yeah because he's a person yeah to the complete opposite <laughs> that of pete Buttigieg, oh. someone who i just just to ponder him is to just Dark, just absolute darkness. Emptiness. Absolute Loathe. darkness. Loathe. He is an Anton Chigurh-ass character. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he has... Talk about no positive qualities. Yeah. Like, no qualities. He's like Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just... He, like, there's yeah. no... He's never considered... He's never had a human thought. You know? Like, his thoughts are like on a weird reptilian uh, uh, wavelength that we couldn't even process as, like, human... human uh, 
consciousness. So and, I got a, a bunch of tabs open on uh, uh, on uh, Buttigieg right now, and I just want to like go through them and give like a, a survey of where his campaign is at. Now that you know Kamala's out of the race, like there is a uh, you know like he you know he's he's the guy. He's like, the guy. He's, he's the, the guy. golden like, child he's, he's right what now. They've got like. Hannah. We'll see if uh, you know he, he's he's their golden child. If you're not going to support Biden, like that's that's who's there. So um, I just like just to begin here. Um, uh, this is just someone uh, covering a, uh, a stump speech he gave um, where he talked about climate change, foreign policy, and his health care plan, of which he ties to the idea of freedom. Freedom, which is again explicitly. I don't know they, about like, you guys, but I'm a big fan. That's what the Heritage Foundation does. And this is this is what he says about his health care plan. You're not free if you don't have health care. Correct. But you should have the freedom to choose to choose whether you want it. What? God, what? She, she says, you are not free if you don't have health care, but you should have the freedom to choose whether you want it. Wait a minute. So this is basically pitched towards Christian scientists? Is that the idea? <laughs> like people who, are, I have no use for the devil's medicine. Uh, please don't. Have my taxes go to a system of national health care? I mean, this is this is this is a libertarian ideology that like people should have the freedom to choose their own adventure into the poorhouse and grave. But that that's insane. I mean, there, there's a real argument about that when it comes to like Obamacare mandates, right? Because you're telling young people who don't have a lot of money, you're going to have to spend a big chunk of change. Yeah, no, like the government is going to make you buy a product that you can't afford and can't use. Exactly. Most and, you pro- and you probably won't even need it because you are young. You're probably going to be healthy. So it's just money you're spending. This is like it's part of the taxes you pay and it'll always be there. And it's by definition affordable because it's part of a like a, a, a progressively, uh, you know, marginal tax base so why what unless you're a christian scientist or something why would you want to say no thanks i would rather pay our, what would you even pay it's, it would be a single payer system what's it gonna be single payer plus steve like what steve wants to kick in <laughs> all right keep that in mind though like okay this next thing i'm gonna read to you now is Soul curdling, Ooh, and yeah. it's like as this goes on, it's going to get worse and worse. So just gird yourself. Yeah, this is just like, like where you get that. Steal yourself you get, for what's coming. This is when you need that Alan, the the Adam Curtis like ambient drone that gets really <sighs> in the background, gets more and more. The John Carpenter, the John Neil Carpenter, Morricone, the, uh, the drone, the, 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 yeah. the horror drone. Ooh, yeah, you're about um, to confront right, so, monumental uh, this evil. Is, Ryan Grimm dug this up. This is a transcript from a podcast uh, Pete Buttigieg was on in 2014 talking about being mayor of South Dakota. The, the real-ass dude, Kes. <laughs> he used to be a, he was a founding member, the real-ass dude, Kes. Okay. The Maltese rattlesnake. <laughs> Very good. All right. Okay, so... That, that that was that was that was a good laugh. Now prepare to now yeah. Prepare no, to I'm just trying to grin. Yeah, yeah, okay, here we yeah, go. Yeah, drink this, before this, the this, war. This, this yeah. is this is Buttigieg talking about being mayor of South Bend, uh, Indiana. Um, we have really tried to position ourselves as what we call a beta city. First of all, you have this incredibly complex and diverse number of stakeholders. You've got a hundred thousand residents in the case of South Bend, but also external stakeholders, visitors, businesses that we are trying to be in contact with. All of which we are trying to take, all of which are trying to take our time and attention. It's a bit like running a corporation that has a hundred thousand members of the board of directors and an executive committee of nine. That would be the other elected officials here who may or may not want you to succeed. So you have to find common ground and make sure the right things take priority. 
Everyone starts with who they bring through the door. So I had the benefit of a great experience at McKinsey as a consultant where I was exposed to a lot of different ideas and ways of solving problems. And before that, more academic and government experience. But nothing can really prepare you for a job like this until you get in. So he's describing being the mayor of a city as a corporation with 100,000 stakeholders. I love those stakeholders. But crucially, an executive committee of nine. Yes. So there's 100,000 shareholders in the the corporation of South Bend, Indiana, but um, nine people are uh, making the decisions for everything. Yeah, but it's for everyone's benefit, though. Right. You get those dividends going, those human dividends. It's it's a beta city. I mean, that's... Uh, I'm sorry, Mayor Pete, more like soy... Oh, Pete, that's that's pretty soy there, dude. This is, I mean, it sort of reminds me of the Hillary Clinton, Haiti as the Petri dish of democracy. Oh, yeah. Type, type thing. Yeah, this no, is, this is like you view human beings from the command of a scientist looking at an ant colony. Yeah, and this is complete. This is complete McKinsey mindset shit because it's it's not like. I mean, the nice thing about municipal politics is like, yeah, obviously you get tons of crooked people and you get tons of people who display <laughs> the same reasons that like national or state level politics can be totally diseased and awful the same types of corrupt attitudes and actions but i think generally like in municipal politics you do get a lot of people who yeah they want to like fix the fucking potholes or like make the schools better sometimes like you get a lot of shitty people in that too but to like have that that sort of mckinsey ideology for this really small city in indiana where it's just you know, like you see a hundred thousand fucking bugs and you want to make them carry the logs better is so horrifying. It's such horrifying shit. And I mean, this is yeah, this yeah. is how he views government governance is from the McKinsey mindset of like yeah, like citizens are like just like the stakeholders, yeah. the, you know, and like and the people in the government is like the board of directors of a company. It's the full assimilation of uh, politics to capitalism. Yeah, like the logic of capitalism and the logic of the market totally capturing like the symbolic reality of politics like people even people doing the politics are explicitly doing it on the model of the capitalist like uh profit seeking and uh and efficiency seeking which when you're talking about a commonwealth you, you know you're cutting you're shaving into the actual like humans of the thing you're supposed to be governing he was born at the wrong time he should have been one of the ducata smoking opus day like sort of uh neoliberal reformist freaks that work with Franco in yeah. Spain. That would yeah. be really his vibe. Oh, yeah. He would have done a great job like turning the, the, the Costa del Sur or whatever into the tourists. That yeah. would have been so his sin. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, it's time to introduce another character who is actually very important to Mayor Pete's rise to national promise, prominence. I'm speaking, of course, about a person named Liz Smith. Mm-hmm. That's not Liz Smith, the gossip columnist. This is Liz spelled L-I-S, mm-hmm. Liz Smith. She is a New York City, like a New York State-based political strategist who up until now was basically most famous for dating our former governor, Elliot Spitzer. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to read from uh, New York, the New York Post about her. It says here, um, Elliot Spitzer's ex is the quiet hero behind Pete Buttigieg's campaign. A fierce New York City political operative who once dated scandal-scarred former Governor Elliot Spitzer is the brains behind presidential hopeful Pete Buttigieg's successful media campaign, according to a report Monday. Liz Smith, who also served as a spokeswoman for Mayor Bill de Blasio and worked on President Barack Obama's re-election campaign, helped spark the media frenzy around the 37-year-old gay Democratic mayor of South Bend, Indiana, according to Politico. 
She is the quiet hero of his emergence, said David Axelrod, a political consultant who worked with Smith on Obama's 2012 campaign. You've got this hard-nosed New York-style political operative and this friendly Hoosier mayor, he said. It's kind of fascinating to watch. Smith helped get Buttigieg Inc. and airtime with national political reporters and just about anyone with a microphone, according to the outlet. Working with her, Buttigieg has appeared on BuzzFeed's morning news show, Vice's nightly news show, NBC, and dozens more TV, print, and online publications. I want him on everything, said Smith, who was Buttigieg's communications advisor and all-around aide. Just, yeah, blah, blah, blah. She broke up with Spitzer in 2016 when he confessed that he was being extorted by a $5,000 a night Russian hooker. Um, yeah, so that's that. But okay, Liz Smith is sort of like really the, she's, she's kind of the, the Pete, puppet master yes so uh, a little bit more about liz smith if you are um from new york state you may be familiar with her uh since she was a uh, spokes spokesperson for de blasio and worked on obama's re-election campaign but if you're from new york state um you will probably be most familiar with her as a spokesperson for something called the idc Mm -hmm. the independent democratic caucus which is a group of, I think it was like six Democrats yeah. over two different election cycles who chose to caucus with the Republicans in our state legislature, effectively giving the Republicans control of New York state politics for several years, despite the Democrats having a majority mm-hmm. in the House. She was their spokesperson and flack for them who, while they were collaborating with a Republican minority to stop things like a minimum wage raise. Yeah. And most importantly, the real beneficiary and real power behind all of this was Andrew Cuomo. Oh, yeah. Who, and like they, this, just this last election cycle, they were finally, the, the IDC members were finally lost and kicked out, thank oh, God. Yeah. Again, against the efforts of Liz Smith Absolutely. to mm-hmm. promote, help, and you know, like help them run New York State for the Republicans, but also for Andrew Cuomo, our god-awful governor, who wanted the Republicans to run because he agrees with them on things like, you know, raising the minimum wage, health care, legalization of drugs, and wants to be avoid the responsibility of governing a Democratic well, coalition. When he, ran, when he ran for re-election just last year, whenever people said, you know, why didn't you do X, Y, and Z, he said, the Republicans wouldn't do it. The Republicans wouldn't let me. The, the Republicans who I put in power wouldn't let it's me. It's the perfect excuse for Cuomo, but it's also the template for how every national Democrat Absolutely. is going to govern. Yep. That's they're, why they they're have going to, to be... That's why they actually don't want full control of a legislature. They would, be, they would be happy to let it go by the wayside as long as they could be the president or sit in an executive office and just say... Oh, you know, we'd really like uh, something like, you know, a public option, but the Republicans just won't let us Jeez, do it. Just, just, I, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I I support the Green New Deal, but the Republicans, they don't even believe in it. Oh, well. Phil Murphy ran uh, for governor of New Jersey saying we're going to do a wealth tax uh, for the millionaires in New Jersey, one of the states with the most in the world or in the country. The richest state in America yeah. per capita. I think. And uh, they get in there and, oh, they've got a Democrat governor and Democratic uh, state legislature. And guys who voted for it when it came up under Christie voted against it now that it could actually pass. Well, again, so like as the Post makes clear, like Liz Smith is the person who got Mayor Pete onto a national stage and is probably one of his most powerful, if not the most powerful advisor behind his presidential campaign. And this is a person who, as her job, collaborated with the Republican Party to keep control of the legislature out of the hands of the Democrats mm-hmm. through this independent Democratic caucus. Let's learn, let's learn something else about Liz Smith. You ready for this? Okay. Y'all ready this, for this? This, nah, nah, this nah, is nah, even nah, worse nah. than Mayor Pete's beta city comments. This is about Liz Smith. Okay. 
Liz has absolutely no fear, said Jeff Smith, a former Missouri lawmaker who dated Smith for four years and considers her one of his closest friends. That guy, by the way, Jeff Smith, they made a documentary about him when he was a ref- like a left-wing reforming Democrat running for Congress in Missouri. Called, and they, it's called, Could Mr. Smith Get to Washington Anymore? And then a few years later, he uh, went to jail for election crimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he tried as hard as he could. He did. He went for it. Okay, um, uh, who dated her for four years and considers her one of his closest friends. There is nothing too big for her. She doesn't give a fuck. She is the most most competitive person I have ever known. This includes with her own boss. She is 36, a year younger than Buttigieg, which, quote, thank God, otherwise I would kill myself, which is to say Buttigieg may know seven languages and carry around... Does not know seven languages. And and carry around Ulysses. I, I would... Bet any amount sure. of money he's never read Ulysses. Oh my god! Okay, I mean, prob- um, yeah. No. Which is to say, he definitely doesn't know all those fucking languages. Which is to say, Buttigieg may know seven languages and carry around Ulysses and sit in with the South Bend Orchestra on piano. But as far as his top eight is his concerned, chopsticks is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he is like Pete. Like for all the window dressing, he's just like what a fucking salesman character. Oh, absolutely. He's, There's nothing there. Yeah. There's no wow. There's no amazing skill set or genius. He knows twenty words in like six languages. He can play a few. He can play a few notes on the piano. He's a classic American fucking fraud. Yeah, which is a, why we love him. He's yeah. He's he's a fucking mannequin. His most outstanding ability, his true talent, his true thing that brought him here is like he'll just do anything to anyone. He'll believe anything. He'll fucking say anything to get anywhere. You know, that's just true. That's the that's the real thing that gets you to McKenzie. That's well, the I mean, real thing is, that gets you here. I mean, like, what, what, you have to ask yourself, like, what, what I've just described to her, what is it that Liz Smith sees in Pete Buttigieg to pluck him from basic, basically obscurity absolutely. into now probably one of the leading contenders? To a, guy the president of, yes, exactly. a guy who will do fucking anything. A guy who will do fucking anything. That's perfect for her. He she is. Like, but also, literally, will also collaborate with the right wing. Another factoid about Liz Smith that you may like to know. No, I just want to say, least he just, is, okay. uh, about Mayor Pete, that he is a political Frank Abagnale. Yes. It's like, yes. what do you want me to be? I could do enough enough to convince you that i know yeah. more than One, i actually do about anything thousand percent yeah uh just a quick fact so i don't know again what she sees in pete is that soullessness ambition but most importantly someone who will collaborate with the right wing mm-hmm. to keep control of this country oh yeah in steady responsible hands of the Demo- hands. responsible hands of the democrats but essentially be a um a block on any real progressive or left-wing change occurring to that end, she is uh, very chummy on Twitter with um, Comfortably Smug. Ugh. You may remember him as the Twitter account who uh, did a hilarious joke of tweeting out false information during Hurricane Sandy about blackouts. And uh, that, was yeah, that was insane. The fact that was that he's just cool. hanging around. It's, uh, nobody is like, dude, what the fuck? Com- she's friendly with Comfortably Smug and Donald Trump's ambassador to Germany, Richard Grinnell, who is one of the, honestly, one of the most ghoulish people in Washington, a like, real or just like Dracula, like a a, a complete dra- a hawk, a, a hawk's hawk, and also basically someone who is, I would just say, neo-Nazi adjacent. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, he, yeah, one of those old guys in the sum of all fears. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But hey, you know, at the end of the day, those R's and D's come off your name. Yeah. And you're just people enjoying a cocktail. God, you're just kicking back at the, wait, so at the Winston Churchill He's, Tommy Gun Society. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. You, like. You know how we've referenced like how there needs to be like an island for like people like Dan Quinn and Demonius X yes. and Brian Pumper? 
There needs to be like an island of evil for these the, people. Yeah, no, the good island. Yeah. Of the, our heroes. <laughs> our heroes. Demonius is the bad island. Bri- Brian Pumper, Dan Quinn. Well, no, those are those are just people with like fucked up brains. Well, they're my like, heroes. You know, my yeah. heroes, yeah. <laughs> but uh like they will corrupt anything they they run into. You should honestly keep like seagulls and seals away from them because God knows what they'll subject them to. I haven't even but, finished getting Oh yeah, get the that Yeah, this is skim. So listen to this. Um Buttigieg may know seven languages and carry around Ulysses and sit in with the South Bend Orchestra on piano, but as far as his top eight is concerned, it is only because he has an extra year on her. I think I am impressive because I am a violinist and I went to Dartmouth and I speak French and have traveled all over the world and I don't know. I know a lot about great apes, she says. But there have been a few times when I've been around him when I knew something, a factoid or something he didn't know. And let me tell you, I fucking lured it all over him. Oh, really? You didn't know that? I can't believe you didn't know that. I thought everybody knew that. This woman is a sentient West Wing box set. This is the most Sorkin-brained person who has ever lived. Can you imagine being hanging out with them on the campaign? Just like the most try-hard, sweat-soaked face sorkening at each other just sorkening so hard trying to do witty banter and, and pull out obscure facts and shit oh just like a whole room full of people going ooh 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 pick me pick me oh my god nightmare. I told you this is gonna get this dark is nightmare yeah. this is I'm glad we started like talking about our boy Hunter. Yeah, Hunter. Yeah, so, yeah. about that. Reminds, like, there's still some good. I'm sorry, but like, but you know, we don't live in Hunter's world. We li- it's a Pete Buttigieg. We really world. do live like, in a Pete Buttigieg world. We're ruled by really people depressing. like this. Yeah. We're ruled by people like this. Just desperate, grasping, fucking yep. like, just smarty pants. But like, it, it's not that they're nerds in front of the class kids and snitches and fucking like little snakes. It's like these people are fucking evil too. Oh, they, absolutely. They have, they have, no, yeah. They have not just like emptiness inside them. Like they have they have demons inside of them. You can. <laughs> You can be well, they worship power, which is terrifying. You can be an annoying nerd, and you can be a tattletale, and you can be all these things, and you can then you just support Elizabeth Warren, right? But it's like you're not evil, like you're annoying, but like you genuinely like you a lot of like a lot of people like that. They genuinely want the world to be a better place, even if they think like that's attained through tattling or 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 doing homework better than anyone else, right? right. And, but like those people are annoying, but it's like, well, whatever. We just like we disagree on some we disagree on some things, but it's like I don't think you're like a malicious force in the world. This is just spiritual darkness and emptiness. This is so this is pure worship of credentials and powers. Yeah. This is American evil. Yeah, no, this is McCormick Cormac McCarthy shit. He's Anton Chigurh, he's the judge. Okay. Yeah. Um No, and like and the question is like like who are these people? Like what do they do? Well, here's the answer. This comes courtesy of the New York Times this week in an article titled How McKinsey Helped the Trump Administration Carry Out Its Immigration Policies. Newly uncovered documents show the consulting giant helped ICE find detention savings opportunities, including measures the agency's staff sometimes viewed as too harsh. This is by Ian McDougall. Uh, This is reporting done with ProPublica as well. So I'm just going to read this here. Detention savings opportunities. Mayor Pete... What did he do after being a Rhodes Scholar? He volunteered to be an officer, like a, a Xerox officer in Afghanistan. Yeah. He Keyboard volunteered in 2009 to take part in the war on terrorism so he could do this, so he could run for president. But as soon as he got was, out of the army... He went back as a, a consultant. He went yeah. back as a consultant with McKinsey. Yes. We've talked about McKinsey before, but if you want to talk about like a like Moloch, like a Moloch statue in which like literal children are thrown into a bonfire yep. in front of it. Mm-hmm. Moloch is like the, the modern American version of that, of like ball worship or yeah, something like absolutely. that. 
Not to get too Alex Kinsley. Jones here, but I'm just yeah. saying like they no, are Kinsley is like, like evil. they are like a Leviathan like yeah. evil yeah. that exists yeah. only to do evil in the they're world. They're like the they're like the nervous system of like global capitalism, like crackling around and keeping things in line. Yeah, McKinsey is like McKinsey and private equity are yeah. to, like I think even like to even make like a sort of like a liberal reformist like Elizabeth Warren, the baseline should be I will put McKinsey out of business yes. that will make private equity illegal because yes. these things are they are demonic yes this yeah. is demon shit yeah and no again i don't like, fuck with that devil and shit. Then, yeah. you know again mayor pete who is he he's someone who volunteered and tried as hard as possible to join both not just the u.s military but then an even worse privatized version of that it's like every element of just the fucking global american Hegemon. He tried as hard as possible to do this is precisely so he could run for president now. So I'm just going to read this article. Think about, again, think about Mayor Pete whenever you think about this. Like, McKinsey needs to be hung around his neck now. Yes. Everyone who's running against him, like, McKinsey needs to the be way an issue. And by the capital. way, and exactly. Yes. And because by the way, you can say, like, oh, what? Well, that's too obscure. It's like everybody in America by the end of the 2012 election knew what Bain Capital was, mm-hmm. even though. Private equity is, and, and that's kind of complicated and it's an obscure thing. They made it famous. And here's but, the and thing: that, that is what's infuriating, by the way, about Obama. Because when he really needed to, he could when, it, when it came down to like the only thing he ever cared about, saving his own ass, he could fire up the bully pulpit. He could make normal people understand why this yep. complex, this complex, complex financial institutes why it was evil. Yep. He just didn't give a shit any other nope. time. But when he needed it, he could he do had, it. He had the 95 fastball when it, he needed it. Here's the yeah. thing, though. Like, uh, if you're a Democrat or like you have a vested interest in a Democrat being president, you better do this now. Yeah. Because if some, if some fucking like accident of some fucking disaster, he some gets the nomination. Still you you can ass. fucking bet Donald Trump will make hay out of this. I'll and, tell you, it's a company, folks. It's called McKinsey. Yes, yeah. I can it's see it happening. McKinsey and Associates. Can, it's bad news, folks. It's bad. Even what though, are they doing in there? Even we don't even know. Well, the answer is collaborating with his concentration camp uh, yeah. regime. So I'm just going to read this from the New York Times now. They overbuild us. Yes, yeah, exactly. I'm going to read it from the New York Times. Okay, so this is just days after he took office in 2017, President Trump set out to make good on his campaign pledge to halt illegal immigration. In a pair of executive orders, he ordered all legally available resources to be shifted to border detention facilities and called for hiring 10,000 new immigration officers. The logistical challenges were daunting, but as luck would have it, Immigration and Customs Enforcements already had a partner on its payroll, McKinsey and Company, an international consulting firm brought on under the Obama administration to to help engineer an organizational transformation in the ICE division charged with deporting migrants who are in the United States unlawfully. ICE quickly redirected McKinsey toward helping the agency figure out how to execute the White House's clampdown on illegal immigration. But the money-saving recommendations the consultants came up with made some career ICE workers uncomfortable. Okay, pause. Pause. Imagine what you'd have to do to make a career fucking bureaucrat in ICE feel disturbed. You know what they say in their Facebook posts. Like yeah. they, I have they, they, they have a very uh, low, a uh, high tolerance for uh, grotesquery. Okay, there, there's no one really like. Yeah, no, there are like there's all types of awful people, awful, powerful people you run into in America. There's the hot dog necked cop. There's just the snarling, tacked up SWAT officer. There's the there's the brill creamed fed. But no one's really like 
you really want to talk like bodies. You really want to talk damage. No one is more scary than the guy like pleasantly grinning in his three quarter zip up sweater in his Facebook profile picture in LinkedIn. It's this guy. This guy. This guy has collected the most bodies in the last fucking thirty years. So listen, listen to this. They okay. They made some ice, career ice workers uncomfortable. I like. I was like career ice workers. Ice is like a or yeah. fucking like it was found as what, part like, of like all this thing to make ago, ice like, like all yeah. these institutions like just immovable parts of America, yeah. like constitutionally yeah. required institutions. Yeah. So he goes there. Okay, they meaning McKinsey proposed cuts in spending on food for migrants as well as on medical care and supervision of detainees according to interviews with people who worked for the project for both ICE and McKinsey and 1,500 pages of documents obtained from the agency after ProPublica filed a lawsuit under the Freedom of Information Act. McKinsey's team also looked for ways to accelerate the deportation process, provoking worries among some ICE staff members that the recommendations risked short-circuiting due process protections for migrants fighting removal from the United States. The consultants, three people who worked on the project said, seem focused solely on cutting costs on speeding up deportations, actions whose success could be measured in numbers with little acknowledgement of that these policies affected oh, thousands boy. of human beings. Oh in what one former official described as heated meetings with McKinsey consultants, staff members questioned whether saving pennies on food and medical care for detainees justified the potential human costs. But the consultant firm Sway at ICE grew to the point that McKinsey staff even ghost wrote a government contracting document that defined the consulting team's own responsibilities and justified the firm's retention, a contract extension worth $2.2 million. Can they do that, an ICE official wrote to a contracting officer in May 2012? So, like, again, I would really recommend reading all of this article. Like, that'll just give you a flavor of it. But, like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, will, I will not shrink away from making this co- comparison. This is like IG Farben and IBM working for the Nazis. This is like McKinsey. What they are doing for ICE now is helping them streamline and like you know manage, rationalize, rationalize and manage their concentration camp market, system. F- market based forces to bear. And these are the people Mayor Pete worked for. Did Mayor Pete work on this? The thing is, we don't know. NBA motherfucker. We don't know because Mayor Pete has, when asked about this, and again. Mayor Pete is running for president of the United States right now. He's a national public figure, and he is saying that he cannot talk about what he did at McKinsey, what he worked on there, because it's covered by a corporate NDA. Yep. If he wanted to, he could break it. Absolutely. It's, there's, there's only a civil what, liability. He gets sued. So, and, well, okay. Big deal. You're yeah. running for fucking president. Take it on the chin. My so, God. So again, I'm sorry. Like, I can't say anything. I asked him, and they said no. Oh, darn. Oh, yeah. Oh, darn. And again, like, I mean, like, the defense of this is like, oh, well, you know, Mayor Pete wasn't involved in any of this. Well, A, you don't know that. B, it's the same fucking company. And also, we know where he was. He went back to Afghanistan and Iraq on behalf of for Kent McKinsey. And he says he was doing economic development shit, like in learning, safe houses like, how to do, in like, Iraq. Ant- how, to, how to do, like, entrepreneurship in, in war zones. There's either, there's two things he was doing. He was either working for the McKinsey front company that consults uh, and, and, and spews bullshits to, to corporations in which case he funneled reconstruction money that should have gone to building schools to him for like a fucking uh what is it called a slideshow a deck a deck a fucking <laughs> yes. uh, a uh a, a powerpoint presentation like so cut all this so like the, he, he there was funneling money that should have gone to reconstruction and schools and stuff 
to a PowerPoint deck that said, like, entrepreneurship is good. <laughs> or if he was working for what McKinsey really does, which is a front for the fucking CIA, he was there on behalf of the CIA doing, like, Project Phoenix shit in Afghanistan and in Iraq. No way is this good or wholesome. And, like, you know, it's not like, and again, Mayor Pete would probably on some level like you to think he was doing, like, uh, Phoenix program shit, like oh, yeah, Trigger Man. He's a badass. But the, the answer is no. Like, he was the guys who were giving the lists of names. Yeah. To the fucking desk yeah, squads the guys and the fucking at, like, yeah, yeah, the, like the, the, the information processing facilities exactly. that then sent the orders out. Yeah. So again, Mayor Pete is hiding behind an NDA covering what he actually did for this blood-soaked nightmare fucking horror show. Again, to quote a corporation is like honestly like not even adequate. Yeah. No. It's, like, what do they produce? It's like I said, it is it's a total parasitic. It's, it's, it is totally parasitic. McKinsey's the perfect American company right now. If at one point it was Standard Oil or Ford, the perfect company for just the moral rot and what and what we are now is McKinsey. It's a completely amoral company with nearly you know ninety nine point nine percent fucking profit margins that makes nothing. It makes nothing. It but makes misery. ideology. It makes nothing but going into the mo- already most amoral concerns in the world and going. Yeah, you can you can treat people worse. Actually. Yeah, it produces like it produces like ideological lubrication for all of these mechanisms that, that have to go into making a global capitalist yeah. market. It's the perfect American export. Like I said, it's not so much a corporation as it is like you know b- the bazuzu in our body politics. Yes. It is like it is a demon. It is a demon. Mm-hmm. That, that, Folks, they, these are demons we're talking about here at McKinsey and Company. I mean, you can think of it metaphorically or not. Yeah, I mean, quite frankly, yeah. like, doesn't Could really make a difference. Could there be reptilians they, like, there I don't know. Uh, at the board of directors? I don't know. I mean, think about the type of I'm putting scare quotes person. Yeah. you'd have to be. <laughs> To sit in a room with ICE and be like, well, how can we um, optimize our immigrant concentration yeah. camp, like confinement and deportation system? And let's save money by denying people food and medical our, care. Because the thing is, is that our algorithm says that uh, the detainees on average could survive on 1,500 fewer calories a week than you're currently paying for. And that's 1,500 calorie savings that we could make by just cutting the ration. So, again... Think of this every time you see Pete Buttigieg. I know I do. Blank. Yep. Just and and Liz Smith. What is she up to now? Well, what she's currently doing is accusing supporters of Bernie Sanders of racism against um, Mayor Pete's black supporters. Wow. All six of them, or yeah. whatever. Like, How fucked up of them? How fucked up? So these, this is who these people are. Yes. There's. I mean, there's no. There's no getting around it. No. It's a. It's a hardcore of yeah reptilians, just fully on board ideologically. Uh, positioned and dedicated. What do you like? Fedayeen, basically, and, and, of neoliberalism. And, and again, like, think about well, going back to the beginning. What what he said about like his health care plan is that like you know it's you can't have freedom without health care, but it's also important to have the freedom not to have freedom <laughs> if you can't afford it. Yeah. Um. Think about what Mayor Pete would do as president. Let's for say if there's like an economic crash while he's president. Yeah. Like what? What? What do you think? What decisions do you think he would make Pete, to Pete Buttigieg? I believe would actually institute death panels. Yeah. Like yeah, for real. Yeah. Uh, he do, would make it real. What do you think Pete would do if there was like an Occupy type movement? What do you think that would look like? Just uh, free hey, here's fire. Some, here's some yeah. MRAPs uh, covered in spikes for you to ride into yeah. the fucking tent city. Yeah. We should, your job right now, if you're a person, if you're a person who values human life, yeah. it's to make sure the extent of Pete's violence in the next three years is the most obvious thing he's going to do, which is kill the corgi he bought in 2018 when he loses. 
I mean, yeah, like, the, I mean, yes, your mission now is to make everyone understand who Pete Buttigieg is, what yeah. he actually represents, yeah. not the image that's being sold to you. Make about him an unacceptable a- choice for those squishy Warren supporters who, when they yes. go away from yeah. her, they, they, their heart is with Mayor Pete, but they have enough of a sense of, like, wanting to regard themselves as progressive that... There's a bridge they can't cross. And if you make Mayor Pete synonymous with like the worst form of vulture capitalism and imperialism, they will not be able to justify it, and then they'll have to just grudgingly go back to Bernie. Mayor Pete's supposed to be everything Liz Warren's ever been fighting against. Yeah. That's what, he, that's, yeah. If, that's what she's been fighting against. You know you want to go to Mayor Pete, but you just, he's too bad. If you yeah. know he's too bad, you won't be able to even do it. lie to yourself. God bless, like, God bless, yeah, got to say it. God bless the K-Hive. They probably won't get anything done, but it's like they were like, "You are a thing now, fuck Pete." <laughs> well, they're fuck everybody. They're, they're fuck they're, everyone. They're nihilists. Yeah. They're the black pill. Who, now. who are they? They are. Who are they in Game of Thrones? They're sort of like an a brotherhood without like not yeah. the brothers without banners. No, they're quite. like Littlefinger in that like that they've been shit on and they're now going to dedicate their entire life to like destroying the world. They're purely <laughs> yeah. Well, they could be like. Uh, the Greyjoys after Euron comes back. They're, they're, no, yes, they're absolutely Try to the Greyjoys. Blow yeah. on the horn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring yeah. the whole thing down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I like, I like how openly spiteful they are. There yeah. are very few people oh, like that. They hate everybody. Now they're like, never Bernie. Yeah. Never Warren. But it's like, never I like that they're just saying never anyone. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, that's, that's no, Paul. Like, I, like, I respect that because I'm so sick of all these people who would never vote for Bernie being like, I like Bernie. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the he reason is support the eventual nominee, whoever it is. Yeah, you've made because me. Because they're assuming it won't, I won't have to worry about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've made me support Deval Patrick. Like, yeah. I'm so sick of that shit. No one says what they mean. No one will admit, uh, like, how many of their actions are driven by pure spite. Yeah. And, like, the K-Hive is like, no, fuck yeah, like, you. I got a bullet you. in this I hope chamber you die. for yeah. every motherfucker who brought down Kamala. Yeah, it's, like, it's hilarious that it's for such, like, a bad candidate who, like, <laughs> a lot of, like, she most just of... just ate shit the entire yeah, yeah. time. Did you, hear what, it you remember owns. did you see what Nira said about Kamala? <laughs> she said that, like, this is, like, a tragedy that she's gone and like, I will support whoever the nominee is eventually. But all the people who preemptively had the knives out for her, I will never forget their names. <laughs> I've carved them into my so like forearm. Ninety-seven percent of the Democratic yeah. electorate, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's yeah, like, way to threaten black they voters. Think they're they're in. They get so mad. <laughs> yeah. like a lot of them got mad at Bernie and the Bernie Bros, which means that they really think that online bullying just works and gets people out of races, which is amazing. I mean. Can, Awesome. That's great. Yeah, I mean, like, are is she gonna? Does she mean like David Geffen for going with Pete? And yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, nobody was giving her money, and she wasn't getting any fucking any polling. Yeah, no. Like, like what like, was any? They could blame. I guess they argued that there was a media double standard, and she didn't oh get enough God, coverage. Kamala could not have gotten better fucking. Well, press the thing is, the- that's like that. You could argue that point, even okay. though it's still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but everything, like everybody blaming like voters or like America shows itself shows its white supremacy again. It's like. No one supported her, including African Americans. <laughs> it was not any kind of like well, uh, white supremacist statement. You know, nobody liked her. Everyone who you you everyone, can maybe blame the media, but that's it. Everyone who they assumed would just like fall in line for Kamala was just wrapped in attention, listening to Joe tell the corn pop story. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, man. Like sorry, this. man. Sorry, man. You were wrong. That the corn pop. Imagine what it'll do to Putin. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, again, like these think tanks that like rely on voters being like sort of low information and having to just go with like what personality they like the best. 
in part because that's like that's just part of how candidates are marketed to us to yeah. bring down the onus on what they have to do for us. Yeah. But also like also in part because it's like how people like Cap and just the armies of consultants sell like unsavory candidates like Biden. Yeah. Like their personality. And wouldn't you know it, like Kamala's weird aff- affect didn't like and you know, absolutely. There are tons of voters who probably wouldn't never vote for like a black woman. But at the same time, Kamala's weird affect didn't play as well as Joe Biden's recognizable old cooterness. Uh, yeah, just a just a crazy old coot come down from the mountain with some pelts to sell. Right, <laughs> he sure is a lippy over there at the tavern. Right, like when Kamala and, when Kamala would get up there, it was like, what the fuck the type of did, person are you trying to be? Thing? Like when she would go up there and be like, they'd be, she'd be like, yeah, everyone in my family smokes weed. I'm Jamaican. And it's like, didn't you like used to lock people up? <laughs> but the thing she would do that really was just to me very repulsive, and I really do think that it worked on some level to make people not like her, is that she would set, tell these very obviously set up jokes, and then she would laugh at the punchline. Yeah. She would laugh, and she'd be like, uh, 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 in my, around my hood, we say, uh, uh, dude got to go. <laughs> it was so stunted. And like, it's yeah. like, oh, dude, you're posting cringe. Yeah, and, and Biden would get up there. Like, Biden would ju- just like fucking mr bean falling out of a window into a punchline <laughs> like he'd just get up there and he like see see a woman in a red dress and be like oh wow i guess uh you should be on the other side of the tree huh and people are like well yes we love you joe you're so fucking charming just like 60 year old couples being like joe can you fuck my wife please <laughs> <laughs> well, like we said that fucking clip of him talking to the guy in iowa when he said i'll challenge you to a push-up contest you can't hear the rest because they all started cheering yeah like your aunts and uncles they like, like everything it's like it's like a frequency only dogs here because you hear <laughs> joe biden up there going yeah like we're just, we're just trying. We're trying to get the Southeast Asians to wear parkas in the winter. It's not uncool to be warm. <laughs> like you say shit like that, and you're like, and you're like, and you're like, you're like, what? Like I don't like this is racist, but I don't know like in what way. Like what the how, what, you know, what, like, what the fuck, dude? And but your aunts and uncles are like. This is like what we need. Yeah, this no, they're leadership. hearing some like eloquent, you know, <laughs> yeah. fucking uh, Gettysburg Address yeah. shit. It's yeah. like, but only they can hear it. To the rest of it, he's just jabbering on. <laughs> just saying like insane shit. But yeah, I, I think mean, like the brain over fifty yeah. is just like. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, like to the argument that she that she didn't get a fair shake from the media because like she ran her entire campaign trying to make big media moments that all fizzled out, Oof. with the exception of maybe like that one moment with Biden and the bus school busing during that like, girl one of the very early, was me. yeah, one of the very early debates. That was about it. I mean, you know, I, I know this is very easy and predictable for us to say, but like there is not a single candidate who's been more dogged by the media than. Bernard Sanders. Oh my God! Yeah, like they I just mean, they, it's, it's, they it's just like, pretend he doesn't exist. And which you pulled out today. He's terrible. leading California. Yes, that he's, means he wins. L.A. Times covers that by saying like uh, Biden and Warren struggle yep. for second place. Yep. In and Bloomberg isn't able to put it in. Yeah. Uh, who, who's first? Yeah. That's oh, it must really, be. So, yeah, and, yeah uh, exactly. And, uh, Booker's still on the thing. Yeah, but who's first? Yeah, and uh, like, oh, uh, Castro's got a couple. Paragraph of, seven. Right, seven. Oh, I can't. Who is it? I can't. It's smudged. Again, I mean, like. These these are polls, whatever. Like Bernie's up by four points in California. I mean, he's been they hold. He wins. He fucking wins. The thing is, he has been super solid in California even before this. 
Uh, he's been like leading or tied in polls basically for months now in California. And in addition to that, everyone agrees that he has by far the best state organization of any of the campaigns in California, which means if he goes in there having won the first uh, uh, the three of the first four, I think he will win it. And if he wins California and like does sub- s- similarly well on Super Tuesday. I mean, another uh, perfect example, apparently, uh, uh, earlier this week, uh, PBS Newsnight uh, on there. You know, again, like PBS is supposed to be like the most like down the line. Oh, absolutely. Like, objective, yeah. boring news program. We are not like get. a bunch of hysterical. Did, a, uh, minis, like, like, a, roundup, did a roundup of uh, all, all of the candidates and updated you on your campaign. And they did bits on like fucking Michael Bennett. <laughs> He's and like and, and and Castro, and they did everyone except for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> they did not tell their viewers again. It's not like they were like being like, "Oh, he sucks," or like, yeah, he's, yeah. "There's no way he's going to win Iowa or New Hampshire." They just simply did not yep. pre- like cover his candidacy or like where his Trump. campaign is at. They didn't want Trump either, but they were fascinated by him, and they they realized you got to starve it. All right, There's well, no uh, amount of attention that won't help them. Well, well, you know, th- th- this is the last thing for today, though. Uh, like going back to the idea of like you know like. I'll support whoever the nominee is. Uh, this comes courtesy of the god Chris Eliza. Oh God, I dude, we love Chris Alpha. Yeah, he's Chris Eliza. Like, dude, again, you're over there. You're making the you're making the Wojak rage face, <laughs> and, and you're like, like Chris Eliza just came out with an article that's like the appetizer primary. Oh, I bet Amy Klobuchar would be celery sticks because you don't know why they're there. But after you eat your wings, you're glad you have them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, oh, and, I can see it. So, like a diamond ooh, in my brain. Yeah, that's bad stuff. Oh. And, and CNN's like, great work, Chris. Here's $7 million. <laughs> and you're over there like. And he's like, uh, uh, I guess some people didn't have their coffee yet today. Like. He's alpha. He's yeah. He's uh, chasing so a bag. This is, this he's is, in this his is, bag. This is, this is the god Chris <laughs> yes. in CNN politics. The point with Chris Eliza headline: Hillary Clinton absolutely destroyed Bernie Sanders in her Howard Stern interview. Hell yes. She also destroyed Artie. Like those two yeah. hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was fucked up to like bring up his like nose and shit. Yeah. Like, you know, come She's on. Savage. Yeah. 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 What did you snort the whole thing off, Artie? <laughs> So this is uh this is Chris Lizzo uh, out of office and seemingly unlikely to ever run for any public office again. Unless you answers my prayers. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Hillary Clinton is throwing off her decades long guardedness to offer her raw opinions about well. She's every- wearing the red jacket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Voters are really wild these days. <laughs> <laughs> what if Mr. T were a Republican? <laughs> and in an interview with Howard Stern Wednesday for a new book she co-wrote with her daughter, Chelsea, Clinton absolutely drops the hammer on none other than Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. I love, okay, keep in mind, this is how he sell, like he bigs up this. Like, <laughs> Hillary Clinton, like, gloves off. She's on Stern. She's just going to, like, this is this is like, she is throwing to all caution to the wind. She's like, I never have to run for writing. I'm giving you the raw, the real, real shit. shit. The real yeah. shit. So, okay. Asked by Stern whether she hated Sanders for the long primary campaign he ran against her in 2016 and the slowness with which he offered his eventual endorsement, Clinton said, I don't hate anyone. Yeah, lie. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I don't lie, hate. Right, I don't right. hate anybody. Absolute lie. Before adding about the before adding about the time it took Sanders to endorse her, he could have. He hurt me. There's no doubt about it. Then she delivered the dagger, 
and I hope he doesn't do it again to whoever gets the nomination. Once is enough. Woof. Damn, cr- damn, Chris, this is the craziest interview I've ever heard. Okay, uh, says Clinton's God. comment. Clinton's comments to Stern about Sanders are remarkable put downs with multiple layers. <laughs> This is this is like he's not bullshitting. Like he's like he's a pure simpleton. Yes. So like when he sees stuff like that, he's just, like he's like to him, he's like boom shakalaka. <laughs> the backboard is broken. That's that's Elvis Costello was interviewed at a Holiday Inn in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, this is like for a pure simpleton like this. This is so exciting. Even though this is just like the, she said all this shit before. She said all this shit. Before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She said this right after the twenty sixteen. Yeah, like election. no one really cared about this. Like even people who like you know want to talk about this shit all day, like they didn't really care because it's just a retread. But Crystal is 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 like, um, so that happened. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like woof. a little kid when their parents swear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. With, uh, remarkable put downs with multiple layers. <laughs> First, multiple layers. First, so many so layers. Stupid. He's, He's so, so stupid. Pinchonian put down. This is like why it's you can't get mad at Crystal is because he's no, a why he fucking rules. dullard. He owns. <laughs> yeah, she owns. Yeah. First, she blames, at least in part, her loss in the 2016 election to President Donald Trump on Sanders' slow roll of an endorsement of her candidacy and the lack of unity that signaled. Clinton made similar allegations against Sanders in her 2017 memoir. Okay, so like, yeah, this is all already literally published <laughs> oh, yeah, no, in a we've, book. Yeah, I'm literally mentioning like five other times this happened. <laughs> Can you guys remind me, when did he endorse her? Like June? Yeah. yeah, yeah when her? would they have wanted him to endorse her? Uh, the like the answer April? is he endorsed her a lot sooner than she endorsed Obama well, in 2008. Yeah, and he, he didn't bring up that she could be assassinated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what, she what did is it with like Obama? A, like a six-week difference between Basically, the theoretical possible? Basically, they said that he should have endorsed her as soon as she was mathematically cinched to be the nominee. And he didn't. He waited like a month or so. And they said that that's basically why she lost. And then, of course, the fact that he campaigned for her more than anyone in the actual And by the way, in 2016 which, in the campaign, her people at the high up of her campaign were literally saying, we don't yeah, like we don't really care. We don't really need Bernie because they assumed yep. they had it all locked up. Oh, yeah, so they were no, like, yeah, uh, yeah, Look sure. at the algorithm. Yeah. So check this out. Um a look at the timeline shows that it took about a month from the time Sanders ended his candidacy uh, yep. to the time he endorsed Clinton blah blah blah. Um the real trolling by Clinton, however, epic troll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's such a classic troll. The real trolling by Clinton, however, comes not in her partial blaming of Sanders for her loss, because as I noted above, she's done that before, but in her prediction for Sanders chances in this race. Let's remember what Clinton said again, and I hope he doesn't do it again to whoever gets the nomination. Once is enough. Implied and not in very like not in very subtly in that comment is that Sanders isn't going to be the Democratic nominee Yeah, we get it, Chris. Uh, it's like, what? Like, oh, I could, yeah. You needed to point that fucking out. Read these, rela- you may enjoy these other articles by Chris Lizzett. Did you guys realize that the logo for Target is a bullseye? Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, given this, uh, which is a somewhat bold prediction, given that Sanders is second in the national polling among the to- and among the top four in Iowa, New Hampshire, and beyond. Hell yeah. To be clear, Sanders isn't the current frontrunner. That's c- former Vice President Joe Biden still. But he's absolutely in the mix, making Clinton's seeming certainty that he won't be the nominee newsworthy. Again, he's sort of like implying, like, well, what does Clinton know that we don't about what the she DNC is going to do? She knows that Bernie has a particularly weak hyoid bone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 let's just 
just say, I think Bernie's been in his feelings and has been very depressed lately. <laughs> uh, don't forget, if you're feeling like you want to self-harm, don't forget to reach out. Oh, uh, by the way, the Daily Mail reported today that both Bill and Hillary Clinton from the year they left office went every single year, spent a week at a cowboy village on Jeffrey Epstein's sex ranch. That's correct. The one in New Mexico that has not been raided by the FBI to this day. Oh, that's weird. And, and, was, yeah, odd. and was like a major node in his human trafficking oh, yeah. network. Oh, yeah. It's got like Th- this connections is... to like this weird futurist outfit or the uh, transhumanist outfit called the Santa Fe Institute. Yeah, no, th- this is where he had meetings with like, yeah, probably like, I don't know, again, I'm going to just pull the name out of the hat. Steven Pinker and like that leading lights of Harvard where he just like gets them all in a room. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here today to talk about one thing. Freezing my dick and balls and putting my brain in hibernation so I can seed the human race with my DNA for yep. up to a million years that in the is, future. Very good, Jeffrey. Cool. That is the great thing. There might well, be that, clones under that fucking property. That, that is the great thing with him is that he was like, in addition to everything else, really fucking dumb. Yes. He is, he is like he, he's like, yo, I'm gonna bring all the scientists to my house and see if they can make me immortal. <laughs> like, put a hundred smart guys in a room to figure out if I'll live forever. They're gonna do it. Uh, no, but I mean, again, since they left the White House, at least every year with Chelsea too, they brought their daughter. Yes, well, just Lane's best friend. Yeah, to, yeah. to stay at Guess her the, wedding at the the cowboy village that is part of Jeffrey Epstein's sex ranch yes. in New Mexico. Yeah, weird how that worked out. Well, uh, um huh. okay, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, what is, yeah, again, what does she know about this election that we don't yeah. that she can say that <laughs> yeah. with such confidence? I don't interesting, know. Interesting, interesting. So, there he goes here. Um then there's the warning to Sanders that when he does lose again, as Clinton is sure he will, that he had better not repeat the slow walk endorsement he gave her because he already cost the party a chance at beating Trump once, which is heavy stuff. Even before Clinton's latest comments about Sanders, there was very little love lost between the two politicians and even more so between their supporters. What Clinton said Wednesday, however, will rip the scab off from 2016. So there you go. That's that's Chris. The point. Saliza. I just like to say damn point uh, that Bernie slow rolling the the endorsement is what got him the ability to reform the DNC rules. That's what got his foot in the door to get people like, like get the superdelegates to, like, uh, yeah. to rewrite the rules which got the superdelegates out of the first ballot which is honestly the only way bernie has a chance to win this fucking thing so it, it was certainly like he didn't do it for no reason yeah he did it, it for a fucking tactical strategic reason well crystal like the again, again, again mattered is absurd right the like crystal is a, and i guess like maybe i don't know probably not hillary's smarter than this but crystal is a he is so fucking stupid that he thinks like everyone wants to be president because it's the top dog position in the world and not like, oh, he would keep running to like institute some of his rules, his concessions of the DNC and use the weight of his supporters, to, like get things on the platform. He's just like, when it comes to Washington, D.C., there's one top dog. <laughs> there's one there's one big enchilada and his name is the POTUS of the United States and everyone wants to be him or her. You never know. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. I, mean, I guess like, just my capstone to this is like Hillary Clinton on Stern. I mean, I haven't listened to Stern in a long it's time. It's depressing, but man. It's fucking depressing. Howard's like, old, dude. Howard, like, I, mean, so cool. like I mean, I guess like, fine, like asking him, asking her about Bernie or whatever, fine. Howard, 
Ask her about Ed Buck too. Come yeah, on, man. Like yeah. I mean, ask like her whole, about Epstein. Like the whole yeah, or about Epstein. Like the whole thing with Howard is he's one of the like the few people in you know why he ask her to ride the Sibian is yeah, is because he's one of the few people who can get a guest like Hillary Clinton without a pre-interview. Yeah, Where, yeah. like there's some chance that like like some spontaneous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like ask get them off the you know off their balance, knock yeah. them off balance. So yeah. Where was the question about Ed Buck or Jeffrey Epstein? That's he's basically just like fucking Trevor Noah. Yeah, yeah, he's just totally fucking neutered. That's so depressing, man. That's depressing that that. I mean, I guess you stay I mean, in, like, you stay in long enough. I mean, Crazy Alice or King of All Blacks didn't even call in to yell at her. I <laughs> Dude, mean, what did you think Jackie the Joke Man would have asked her about it? Probably <laughs> Reverend Bob Levy interrogating her. What is yeah the entire like the wax pack comes back together it's like Watchmen. Well, keep in mind like ha- like, like probably dead. three yeah, quarters yeah. of the original wax pack are dead right, now. Right. So true, true. true. R.I.P. Beetlejuice. R.I.P. Well, um, yeah. So I think I think that uh, wraps it up for this week. Again, yeah. UK. Uh, right, mate. Matt, Matt, you're leaving tomorrow. Get down to the ticket lorry to get some <laughs> chip shop. Matt's Tickets. leaving tomorrow, and yeah. uh, shit, I'm I'm leaving for Los Angeles tomorrow. So everybody here, I will never stop defending this city. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, uh, please check the uh, episode description for links to tickets, those UK tickets. And yes, secret guests, fun times. For Se- yeah, secret guests. And uh, best of all, you guys are going to help Jezza win. We're going to do it, mates. We're going to be absolute le- legends. And just, you know, we'll be again, gooners for life. Just gooners for life. Gooner tour 2019. We can, we can be gooners <laughs> just for one day. <laughs> My si- uh, a while ago, my sister came out with an experimental nonfiction book, The Walmart Book of the Dead. It's uh, terrific. It's the only book I've ever read. But at um, the Hip and Plug stage reading series in the Gainesville, the Gainesville area in Florida, her book is being performed. So if you're in Gainesville, you know, stop doing what you're doing, which is, you know, riding a crocodile to work. Driving, Alligator. driving, driving an ATV through a cement wall, <laughs> uh, just eating cans—the stuff you usually do. You know, worshiping at XXX Tentacion's tomb to bring him back as a ghost. Stop doing all that stuff for one day. You can do it before or after the show, and you know, check it out. We'll put the link in the episode description. All right, and then let's uh, the the outro music. Um, uh, yeah, th- uh, someone based on the last show we did. This is uh. Ben Blippenstein on Twitter um, has uh, created a, a little song based on uh, our most recent show that is a mashup. Is he sold it? He sold it as a, a a ditty that both Matt and Felix can listen to together, yeah. and everyone can enjoy. It is a brilliant mashup of uh, Crazy Town's "Butterfly" and. Camp Town Races by the great um, Stephen Foster. So uh, please enjoy that. I know I have. It's a goddamn it's a bop. bop. All right. Bye. Bye. Captain Ladies sing this song to love, do da. The Captain Ladies start five miles long, oh, do da day. I come down here with my hat caved in, do da, do da. I go back home with a bucket full of tin, oh, do da day. Want to run all night, want to run all day. I'll bet my money on the bobtail bay, somebody bet on the bay. The Captain Ladies sing this song, do da, do da. The Captain 
Palma 